everybody. I'm Dan Stewart, your Fantasy Sports News Update. Yeah, we're almost there now at 6 o'clock, a few hours away from NBA Game 4. Tip in Golden State Warriors guard Clay Thompson active after missing Game 3 with a hammy injury. Kevin Durant, we know this, he's still out. Though Steve Kerr says he might be able to play in Game 5 or 6. The problem, he hasn't even practiced since Game 5 of the Western Conference Semi. Kevon Looney also out for the Warriors, and Kerr says he could return at the end of the series. Toronto leads the best of seven, two games to one. Let's hit tonight's betting line, everybody. Warriors right now on the spread, minus four and a half. Total is 215. Golden State on the money line, minus 185. The Raptors on the money line, plus 165. In the first quarter, Golden State is laying one and a half. You like them on the money line, they're minus 145. The Raptors on the money line, plus 125. Total first quarter, 53. First half, Golden State minus two and a half. Money line minus 170 for the Warriors. Raptors plus 150. Series price, Golden State up to uh, minus 125. Toronto plus 115. St. Louis Cardinals and Chicago Cubs officially going to play a series in London, uh, London Stadium on June 13th and 14th of 2020. This according to Major League Baseball. The Yanks and Red Sox have a series in London stated for June 29th and 30th, becoming the first teams in league history to play in Europe. One game on the go. It's a final. Cubs beating the rival cards 3-1 to one the final. Hamels the win. Mikolas the loss. And Pedro Strope picks up number save number six for the Cubbies. Huge soccer news. We knew about this one. The worst kept secret, Eden Hazard is taking his talents to the Spanish capital, Real Madrid, signing the Belgian star to a five-year, $100 million pound deal, plus add-ons. World, Women's World Cup of Soccer started today. The hosts from France all over the Korea Republic, 4-0 the final. Good start for the home nation. NFL breaking news. The Houston Texans have just fired GM Brian Gain. More to come on that story. Kansas City Chiefs receiver Tyreek Hill, not the subject of an active criminal investigation for child abuse. While there's no active criminal po- pro- probe, Hill and his girlfriend, Crystal Espinal, remain the subject of an ongoing case with the Kansas City Department for Children and Families. Hill's son reportedly suffered a broken arm and was removed from the custody of his parents. Hill has denied he was involved in any type of abuse to his son. If the uh, yeah, So we'll see what happens on this one there. If the NFL gets its way, a new collective bargaining agreement could be in place before this upcoming season. The league wants a new agreement by September 1st. The current CBA set to expire following the 2020 campaign. The NFL satellite and streaming deals expire after 2019. The agreement with Monday Night Football runs through 2021. St. Louis Blues forward Ivan Barbashev still waiting to see what's going to happen for a head hit on Boston Bruins winger Marcus Johansson during Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final. Department of NHL Safety announcing if Barbashev gets uh, the suspension, that'll be the second blue handed a suspension. Member Oscar Sundquist got one game for a hit on Matt Grizzlick. The Blues head back to St. Louis Sunday night. They could win the franchise's first ever Stanley Cup. They hold a 3-2 series lead. Puck drop just after 8 o'clock. Game 6 lines. Blues minus 125. Over under 5. Updated series play St. Louis minus 300. Boston plus 240. Tough conditions at the French Open. Rafael Nadal, this guy's still on fire. He is a clay maven. Taking out Roger Federer. 6-3, 6-4, 6-2. Nadal, king of the clay, advancing to his 12th career French Open final. Uh, Gus reached up to 40 miles an hour, and the rain was very nasty today. The Dominic team, Novak Djokovic semi, was delayed and now has been suspended until Saturday morning. Team is currently leading 6-2, and 3-1 in the third set. Winner faces Nadal on Sunday. Women's side, Ash Barty came back from a set to beat 17-year-old American Amanda Nisimova, 6-7, 6-3, Earns her a first trip to the Grand Slam final. Barty will play Marketa Vondrusova, who beat uh, Conta of Britain. 7-5, 7-6. Seven, 
finals for the ladies. Barty minus 160 in the ladies final. Vondrasova is plus 140. Golf action, PGA Tour round two of the Canadian Open from Hamilton Golf and Country Club. Brent Snedeker, he was the story of the day, shooting a 29 on the front. Uh, he shot a 60, 10 under round. He got him to 11 under, but he's not the leader. Matt Kuchar, also a great day. He shot 7 under today, and after his round uh, one score, he leads at minus 12 after two rounds there. So Brent Snedeker, one shot off the pace of Matt Kuchar. Notables, we got Rory McIlroy, minus 7. Dustin Johnson, minus 3. And Brooks Kepka minus four. So good stuff there. College Baseball World Series, Louisville smoking East Carolina 14 to 1, Oklahoma State and Texas Tech. The Red Raiders lead seven to five in the top of the eighth inning. 14 games on the baseball docket tonight. We'll go through it. A whole lot more. Randy Moss will talk some Belmont too. So stick around, everybody. Gabe Morenzi hosts the third hour of Red Heat and Rage Radio coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, level three. As uh, we are now hour three away from NBA tip-off. Game four, NBA finals. Um, it's nearly time for camp start uh, updating us on the uh, the college baseball scene but we're a little early in the tournament still here uh yeah, we're I, did in the super, I got some scores super, for you that super regionals i like it cam seven six we got uh oklahoma state and uh, ranieri's oklahoma state cowboys and the red raiders on tv as we speak right now are you yeah, betting yeah, have, you, have, you, have you started betting, betting this yet. stuff yet not yet, Gabe. Uh, Louisville beating our friends from East Carolina. Beat down 14 to 1. Sorry, Pirates. Yar. The Cardinals getting it done. And yeah, this Oklahoma State Texas Tech game, very, very tight. Michigan plays tonight, I think, too. Gabe, looking at the schedule, there's a few games on the night card. Who do we have here? We have your Michigan Wolverines playing UCLA at 9. And Duke and Vanderbilt is currently in a rain delay. You know, I'm not uh, I'm not a college baseball expert by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, no one follows it during the regular season. Nor am I. Suddenly, nor, nor am I. everybody watches it. But I'll tell you what, Cam. Um, I had bet this stuff and lose really into it. So when it starts getting deeper, when I get to yeah. Omaha, I lose all over this stuff. But Lou, Lou will start capping this stuff next week. Um, underdogs like Michigan are plus two fifty tonight against UCLA. You know, you're getting there. They're you're getting some good baseball teams that are getting big money, because the odds makers don't really know how to like approach it, right? Yeah. So get some big numbers like UCLA's minus three thirty-five tonight. Uh, North Carolina Tar Heels are minus one fifty against Auburn. Arkansas minus one eighty against Mississippi. Some SEC action. Um, while well, they're playing to get in uh, to the tournament, Super Regionals. Florida State LSU LSU minus one sixty. Mississippi State gets Stanford. And you hey. know Stanford. Stanford's a damn good baseball program, plus 140. The underdogs are always worth a look, guys, and overs. I see FanDuel does not have totals for this, but I know some offshores do. And, man, they're playing with aluminum bats, bro. And these college kids, they look like big leaguers. They're all massive guys and stuff. It's aluminum bats. There's a million runs in these games. Look, you mentioned it today. 14 runs by one team. This game, it's 7-6 right now in the eighth. There'll probably be more runs uh, scored. So, uh, yeah, we'll have some fun uh, with this as we get into the summer months. Women's World Cup starts, too, I guess. Did it start already? Did France play yep, today? France. I think they did. Yes, Gabe. I'm all over my updates. That's why I'm typing sometimes because, you know what I mean? we got to give the people uh, the scores. France won 4 to nothing. The host nation taking out Korea public, slapping around the Korean Republic. 
France. Monjou. Uh, well, hopefully the hopefully the Toronto Raptors can slap around the Golden State Warriors again tonight. Yeah, of all the games, we're in a weird and a bad spot coming into tonight. The Golden State Warriors are four and a half point favorites against the Toronto Raptors. Raptors plus 164 on the money line. That's what we got them at the other night. Uh, Warriors minus 194 right now. The total is 215. We'll run some of the player props. Break down this game. Give you some trends. Give you some numbers. Get into the Belmont uh, as well. And we'll take a look at the baseball. All that and more. Game time decisions. Ready to play radio. Fantasy radio. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, game time decisions ready. Radio. Uh, we have Randy Moss joining us in about uh, 10, 15 minutes time. You can, uh, Yang, uh, go to uh, go to the Gmail chat. We sent you another uh, video here. Uh, we got to get like a little, you got to, there must be a sound alarm or something so you can hear this stuff. But uh, um, I don't know, Cam, you know, I, I've been loving these videos of uh, Louis Rankin, longtime uh, Toronto, uh, you know, rapper, actor, uh, personality. Yeah. Um, you know, he did, we eat the curry and the six, Remember we played the last one. <laughs> Correct. The first one was the best. Like he, he went over the top, but, um, so he's got his third installment, a uh, little motivation, uh, for the Toronto Raptors, uh, roll the tape. We're not fighting for nobody, but we respect everybody. And we're better than everybody. So we will run with anybody. No boy, no better than we. No boy, no better than we. They find me gone and say, run the fuck and stand and say. On the back of love talking to something. I got some news for you, too, just before we queue up the clip. Uh, Maestro Fresh West uh, today, former uh, rapper yep. Gabe, uh, let, let, uh, from Let Your Backbone Slide uh, days. The original, uh, yeah, he's the real. The new Raptor song, yes. Lisa texted oh, good, me. Good. Just saw it. It's amazing. He dropped an old Raptors rep, rep in the old Raptor days. She says, screw Drizzy. West knows the history. Yeah, yeah, we'll get, we'll play that a little bit later on, but everything's a challenge, as you see. Uh, yes, yeah, I, if you saw in the... Uh, uh, you see, uh, you see the brother with the uh, rap jazz uh, versus the world T-shirt here. No, I don't see that there, buddy. There's two. There's two. Uh, there's two videos here. Let me let me resend it. <laughs> Although I just had one. I just saw that one. We just played that one there. It had a uh, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Kyle Lowry, they all dancing with the coach. That was hilarious. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we wanted the one under that, as I stated in the. Uh... All right. I right, got it. Y'all need to check out Peter Jackson's single, man, that says Toronto Raptors. That's going to be the national anthem. 
Big up yourself, my boy. Now, Raptors, Larry, Leonard, Siakam, Ibaka, Van Vliet. Let's pray. My yeah, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the Raptors fear no evil. We murder you in your house. And tonight <laughs> we're running up in there again. Raptors, kill them and come home to the six. When you come to the six, we're going to curry them. And get the title. And that's the history I predicted it, and it shall be done. The original Jamaican done that I said that. War! <laughs> so, I like that he says a prayer, and it says, we will murder you in your house. Murder you in your house, yeah, nice. <laughs> right, play, play it again, yeah, play it again. All right, let's just uh, play one last time. Y'all need to check out Peter Jackson's single, man, that says Toronto Raptors. That's going to be the national anthem. Big up yourself, my boy. Now, Raptors, Larry, Leonard, Siakam, Ibaka, Van Vliet. Let's pray. My yeah, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the Raptors fear no evil. We murder you in your house. And tonight we're <laughs> running up in there again. Raptors, kill them and come home to the six. When you come to the six, we're going to curry them. And get the title. And that's the history I predicted it and it shall be done. The original Jamaican done that I said that. War! <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> Although, you're not going to top uh, the first one when he talked about uh, uh, they won in six by six in the six. <laughs> it was too good. They won by six in game six in the six. The number of the beast, but I guess we are the number to be like. He always finds a way to get evil somehow. In these yeah, you're right. He's he's doing a lot of praying, but a lot of evil evil praying too. So yeah, it's good. I like that. Murder you in your house. We murder you in your house. <laughs> it's even better when you actually see the, the video of it. But thank you, thanks Yang. All right, we got that uh, uh, that done. Uh, I got to get. Uh, we'll get uh, Yang the um, Maestro Fresh uh, Fresh West because yeah, he's the original Toronto. Raptor, uh, rap, uh, fan, you know what I mean? Like, forget about Drake, like, Drake yeah. wasn't around, man. Drake was like six years old, man, when uh, uh, Fresh West was dropping it. You are correct when he was dropping Let Your Backbone Slide. Remember, conducting things very underrated. I like the Maestro, you know yeah, no, Maestro's great, but you know who's uh, you know, who's better than Drake in Toronto, and he doesn't get he's popular, he's made money and stuff, but not in the same level of Drake is uh, is Cardinal, yeah, Cardinal, Cardinal official. official? Yeah, yeah, he does yeah. well. That guy's good. That guy's good. He does. Like, uh, he does really well, though, Gabe. Yeah, you're right. He doesn't get the Drake international treatment, but from the from these parts, trust me, he gets a lot of like good. Well, I'm saying, yeah, like no, that. you're right. Like, no, internationally, yeah. he's popular, Gabe. Like, he sells records. He's somebody. You know, he's he has cameos on big time stuff. He's a big time artist, but he doesn't get any love in Toronto. Okay. Yeah, you know, like he, he sort of does. Like, like he when he plays shows, people go, but it's not the same. You know what I mean? Like, you don't see him courtside. You don't see him. No. You know what I mean? He's, he's not He's not really a publicity seeker, that guy, though, like Drake is. Drake's just a, like a, a media whore, right? Uh, but uh, but nevertheless, so uh, we got, oh, it just went up to five. A little bit of movement. Went up to five. Good. Pretty crazy. The Raptors were just four and a half a couple of minutes ago. It goes up to five. You know, no big deal there. But what I find fascinating about this is the money line 
was Raptors plus 164. A half point difference has bumped the money line up to plus 180. Plus 180 is not a bad number on this money line. No, it's not at all. I found uh, even, I've been really been noticing it with the first quarter and first half bets, like the minus one and a five, one and a half, the one like 60. And then you have like a minus, like, you know what I mean, game? And the other one is hey, like what, that, the, uh, the, the other uh, day. Yeah. Plus yeah. 135, and, uh, plus 165. That's what I'm saying. And another thing is the other one's minus what? Like two? You're paying like, it's almost 200. Like the game total on the money line, it's kind of crazy. Like they really inflate the, the quarter money line. Who's to say the Raptors aren't going to come out and, you know, kick ass or early in the game. If you like the Raptors, you get a lot of uh, a good price on the first quarter and first half. I'm taking the Raptors on the money line in the game tonight. Yep. That's, uh, I like your style though. And you know what? I'm going to sprinkle because you like the Raptors, you like the Raptors. And you're right. These first quarters are toss-ups. They've won 10 of the 12 quarters, Ken. Think about right. that. If we bet every quarter, like sort of, you know, all right, first quarter, first half. I almost have. I've quarters. bet a lot of them. <laughs> Not yeah. everyone. But I wish, uh, to, uh, to your point, I wish I bet everyone. Yeah, and in exactly. two. Kawhi yeah. Leonard. I've got Kawhi. Did you get Kawhi? Did you bet that prop to win the MVP? No, I did not, Gabe. No, I didn't. Uh, I just have the Raptors in the series at plus two. I think it's 63 on the book that I got. At. I think that's as high as I got it. And yeah, I got money on that. That's it. I have no MVP props. I'm going to I'll play. We'll play the daily props uh, with the players tonight. We can go through all that stuff. It was great. And I think uh, I'm going to do the same thing that I want to. I've got to be honest. I went five and one on the props. I got one wrong. I was and when I was wrong, I was really wrong on Steph Curry. Curry. I had under 33 and a half. He scored 47. But every Raptor prop that I had, Gasol murdered his prop. I think in the first quarter he was there. All the guys, Danny Green hit those threes. He went way over. So let's let's think about that. And I think the Raptors have an, a, a still. With Looney out, you can go inside to Gasol. If Gasol wants to play an angry game, he can get what he wants from Bogut. Like, you know what I mean? You could go inside against these guys. Like, he used to be a guy, you know, 2022 guy when he played with Memphis. Do the same thing. Attack. I know you're older, but you could still do it. You have a huge advantage inside without Looney there, Gabe. And I think I'm going to take his prop again. Uh, yeah, good job with the props. Uh, we gave people two props the other night, went 2-0. and uh, We took Igudala over 9.5 points. Yep. He had 11 or 12. And uh, Danny Green over 7.5. He had 9 in the first quarter. Um, yes. And you could, could call. You believed in Gasol the other night, and he delivered. I did. They need him to be aggressive again tonight. If we want to win a title, we can win this game tonight if Gasol is aggressive. Uh, over under is 9.5. They're right back to the I'll same number. Give it to me. Give it to me at 9.5. Yeah. Gasol, nine and a half. Danny Green, eight and a half. Sergi Baca, seven and a half. Sergi Baca had six points the other night, but he came up big and he had six blocks. It was oldie Baca. That's what we pay you. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, 30 and a half. And I tell you guys, Kawhi Leonard, numbers are sharp. He ended with 30 points the other night. Randy Moss joins us next. We talked to Elton. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
Dave Dr. Physics Ready Play Radio. Medicine my radio network. Uh, we're trying to track down uh, Randy Moss right now, but I want voicemail. Um, I can't believe this guy's actually be a busy man, Cam. What the hell? Uh, well, you can't join us. No, Belmont's like... Belmont's running right now. He's probably he's probably at the track it's somewhere, day, right? Track the day before. <laughs> it's like it's all the prep races. Big day, I know. Like, uh, <laughs> it is what it is. Hey, we're, hey, listen, we had four guests. We're, we've got three of them so far on the show. <laughs> yeah. Pretty. That's not, not bad. Not bad, right there. So uh, we're less than three hours from tip-off right now. Let's continue to. Uh, We'll go through uh, the player uh, the player props. We'll, we'll get to some Belmont in a minute. We'll see if we get Randy on. If not, we'll get Cam's take on it. I've got some takes on, on the Belmont sure. too. Um, so Marcus all nine and a half. Yeah, I don't. I can't say no. Don't do it because he's he's a starter. He plays a lot. He's on the court, and they win when he's aggressive. Every game that Marcus all has been good, the Raptors win. It's almost like exactly. a key for us. Like when Gasol is scared to take threes, we lose. When Gasol gets aggressive, and takes it to the rack and stuff. You saw the other night. He got to the free throw line a couple times. Marcus Gasol used to score 20 points a night in the paint. He used to be a bully and stuff. Now he's, like, tentative. But I know the Raptors have really told him, go, 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 be aggressive. And and he was, and he, he lit it up. So, nine and a half, I don't have a problem with going over with Gasol. Danny Green is eight and a half. Now, I talked about this. This is one of the reasons why I like Danny Green. And Clay Thompson's such a good defender. Now, they have Steph Curry and, and Kyle Lowry are kind of head-to-head a bit. They mix it up, but essentially, Clay Thompson was on Danny Green. Like, Clay Thompson was on Kawhi. Like, both teams rotate so much. But Danny Green had an easier time against the Quinn Cooks in the world and stuff than he, than he does against Clay Thompson. But Danny Green was cold for so long. Now he's starting to heat up. I think it continues. Like, I wouldn't, I, I think Danny Green probably gets 12, 13 at least tonight, Cam. Because he's got confidence to shoot. Like, he's going to shoot. So, I could live with Danny Green over. Sergi Baca is only seven and a half. Stay away from that, guys. Like, Ibaka, so, when the Defensive. Raptors are successful, he doesn't shoot. Exactly. He just sort of blocks shots and plays defense. When Ibaka starts shooting threes, it's not good for us. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is 30 and a half. There's no value there. Kawhi is averaging exactly 30 points a game in the series. He scored 30 points in the last game. Um, Kyle Lowry is 15 and a half. Kyle Lowry's basically been 14 and a half in every game in the playoffs. And he's gone over more often than not. Yet, and I love Lowry, and I think Lowry will play well tonight. I don't expect another 23-point performance. I don't either. I don't either. I think, you know, you could get 16 from him, but the number's better at 14 and a half. I would pass on Lowry, and I don't say that derogatorily against him because nope. I expect him to play great defense, take charges, uh, get assists, and help us win the game. But we're just being like, you know, you like to buy low, guys. So Gasol, yes, nine and a half. Green, yes, eight and a half. Um, Ibaka and Leonard uh, and, and Lowry, no, no, no. Siakam, 18 and a half. Ah. I don't, you know, Siakam is weird. Like, he'll either have, like, 12 or he'll have 24. He's a weird kid um, when it comes to props. But I'm not in a hurry to bet over 18 and a half here with Siakam. Van Fleet, 11 and a half. Van Fleet's cooled off a bit. And Van Fleet is playing great. Like, he's, he's taking it to rack. He's not just shooting threes now. But he's also a very good defensive player, Van Fleet. That's why they put up with him missing shots before. 
and he matches up well with Curry. So I'm not in love with Van Fleet over the number here. DeMarcus Cousins is 10 and a half, Cam. Remember, like, he lit it up, then everyone jumped on his wagon how great he is, and then everyone ragged on him again after the game the other night. Now the number comes down again. The other night, the number was 15 and a half. I would lean over with Cousins. I think Cousins probably has a good game tonight. He'll bounce back. He'll have a better game tonight. That's the way you have to look at the market. It's the way, you know, you try to do the golf game. We're not betting the last game, right? We're betting this game. You're, when you're looking at certain guys, you're like, that's why I look at golf. I'm like, wow, I would have made him, you know, 40 to one. We're getting 66. And that's because, yeah, DeMarcus Cousins, the last game, you know what I mean? There's some problems there. Obviously, Gabe, as a bigger man, and you know the wear and tear it takes. Like, you could still tell, like, he's not 100% yet. But every time, he will get in better shape, more games, more touches. Ten and a half seems like a low number to me. I, I agree with you. Um. All right, who else do we have here? Uh, Stephon Curry. I'm not Curry, 33 and a half. That's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the fight. That was the best. I'm like, I'm going that to over. Yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah, I did great, too. Five and one. Like, I'm like, I had uh, all these props. But, tough. hey, Curry blew it away. And the thing was, I made that bet before the official news with Thompson, too. I'm thinking, oh, God, now this guy has to score almost 50 points for his team to win. They still lose. But uh, it'll be a little bit different tonight, don't you think, Gabe? I don't think, uh, you know, uh, Clay might want to go. Uh, you, you think he's just going to go bananas again? Well, 40? I don't think he gets 47, but... And Maybe listen, 40? Cam, I lost. Same with you in the game one. It, like The only prop I lost, and it sucked. I put 100 bucks on it, too, was, yeah. uh, was Curry under. I was like, he's not scoring 33 points. It was 32 and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, whatever. He scored 34. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So yeah. I learned my lesson with Curry. That's why I warned you. I'm like, yeah, I learned my lesson betting against this guy. This is Curry's games. This is Curry's last 10 games. So 30, 25. All right. It doesn't matter, actually, what, what he did against Portland. So and in this series, in four games, he scored 37. No, excuse me, 34. 23 and 47. So he did go under actually in game two. And Clay is back tonight, but I'm not messing with it. Um, in the playoffs, Curry's averaging like 35 freaking points a game recently. It's crazy. Draymond is 13 and a half. Eh, kind of, it's a correct number. There's no value one way or the other. Igu Dallas is eight and a half. He barely got to 11 the other night, guys. And it's not a good play. I would stay away. There's no value on or against. Livingston's five and a half. You'd figure, man, that's low. But he he often does only score two points or four points. And then you got Clay Thompson, 19 and a half. That, that number feels low to me. Clay Thompson's been their best player. I mean, Curry's putting up points, but Clay in the first two games was really good. I guess they're, you know, I mean, it, Clay, put it this way, Cam. Clay Thompson's prop in game two was 22 and a half. So you're getting a three point difference because of his injury right now. Mm-hmm. I would I lean over with Clay. I'm not going to play it, but I'm just giving my professional opinion. Yeah, I I, I lean over too, but, but it's like those things, man. We really got to lock it in, and uh, I, I'm not I'm not going to fool around with it. Twenty points, he wins. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, pass on that one too. The one that I like from uh, the Warriors is Cousins. Like you, I don't think we should touch Iguodala. Living, I almost want to take Livingston over at five and a half, six points. Couple cheesy baskets. I don't know, man. That's a, that's a what? Um, so living living stands points in this series. Wow, they're low. Yeah, he scored what? six points in game one. That's an over. Yep. Yep. He scored six points in game two. Over. He's a six-point he man. 
He scored four points in game three. Ooh, lose by a basket. Yeah, betting his drop will be crazy. <laughs> He'll be right on the number, right the whole game. Ah, come on, do one basket. Yeah, he I don't plays the same him. amount of time pretty much with or without Clay. Like, if you look at the, yeah. his minute log in a series, 18 minutes, 16 minutes, 17 minutes. The thing with Livingston is they're never going to run the offense through him. So it's not like he ever gets a shot, right? So he'll get a shot on a sort of a rebound. And you'll notice, Cam, once in a while, Livingston will take like an eight-footer. You know what I mean? Sort of one of those close jumpers. Listen, Livingston's good. Livingston's a good defender and stuff. That's why he's on the floor. Livingston's actually hurt the Raptors over the years. I have a long memory. I don't even remember when he was a New Jersey net with Garnett and mm-hmm. Pierce in that bullshit series when Garnett fouled I, out and they didn't pick I, him up I, court. I, I do remember. And yeah, Liv- Livingston hit like the dagger shot and stuff. And I remember like freaking Livingston a couple of times like years ago when he was on the net, screwed us on the Raptors. It pissed me off. I never liked him because of it. Um, but he's a good player. But five and a half, ugh, I'm not in a hurry. You know, I'm with you, dude. Sounds crazy, but if I had to bet one prop, I'd probably say Marcus All over nine and a half. That's what I'm doing. You know where I'm going. I think uh, it's one of those things, Morency. The Raptors know what they have to do in this game. You have to look at the weakness, and that's where it is. You can't have guys like Stiffs like Bogut there. Like Gasol has a clean advantage if he wants to do something inside. And he can do it. And I, you know what? And you said it. I said it. He was with Memphis. This guy used to be a, like 22, 24. He used to be a guy that used to do this easily. And he can against those guys. With Looney out, it gives him an opportunity to really battle inside, to crush. And I think 10 points is, you know, on a, if he does his job, I think he should be getting 16, 18 tonight. I'll, uh, it's nine and a half. Can we win? Gasol, please. I'm in. Um, Kevon Looney now listed as uh, questionable for tonight. He's he's not playing. They're trying to roll him out. These injury reports are more, I'll tell more you, crazy no, no, than but anything. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Kev. The Warriors are getting desperate. They, it feels they're that getting, way. You know, it is. <laughs> like, the fact that they're putting pressure on him. And Kevon, so here it is. This is from 48 minutes ago. Kevon Looney has been told by team trainers that he will not worsen his injury by playing tonight. It's simply a pain tolerance thing. They're bastards for, like, releasing that and putting that out there in the public. <laughs> They're basically saying, bro, you got to play. Right? And, you know, I don't know, a couple of days ago, they said he broke his collarbone. I know. It's like, what? <laughs> what's the reports here, people? Uh... And, and I'll tell you, a couple other people were talking about Clay Thompson. I saw, like, four NBA players talking about this, and they're like, it's not easy for Clay Thompson to just step on the court and play tonight. Like, you know, you and I talked about it, and we were right, Cam. And I, it pissed me off because I already had the bet on the under. But the Raptors did go with our strategy. We ran him into the ground. We scored 123 points. I know. Points. Exactly. I say Both. do the same thing. Make Clay run. I don't give a shit. Get back. Good for you, Clay. Hit a couple of threes. We're going to make you run like Ben Johnson tonight, bro. How's that hammy doing? How's that hammy doing? Make him run. Make him run. That's why I couldn't bet the other. I think the Raptors pushed the pace. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. just going to say, actually, um, you can't make this up. We're just talking about the Raptors, and uh, of course, uh, we're basically about 99% uh, Raptor fans uh, right now. I just looked out the window, and there's a kid uh, skateboarding wearing a Kawhi Leonard uh, jersey uh, in uh, Weehawken, North New Jersey uh, slash uh, New York, and I would be going to the Belmont tomorrow, but of course, we're going to be in Montreal for the Formula One race and then the finals, the NBA finals Monday. But let's bring in a man that's going to be there. Uh, NBC Sports does an awesome job. Great job uh, covering horse racing at Belmont Stakes uh, tomorrow. Randy Moss joins us. Randy, we appreciate it. I know you're really busy today. I mean, for real horsemen, people don't realize it. We always kid, and me and Cam are, you know, we, we owned a racehorse before. So, we, you know, we, we love the sport. We're not just, you know, oh, it's the, the triple crown races. But really... For the hardcores, Randy, you know this. It's always the day before the big races. That's what all the cool races and all the wise guys are really at the track. Yeah, I mean, uh, the day, and when you get to these big, big days, like the Kentucky Derby, Preakness, Belmont, they tend to cluster the stakes races, uh, the Thursday, Friday, Saturday undercard before the big races, and that's happening again here with the Belmont stakes. As a matter of fact, the racing card, Saturday, the racing card tomorrow, leading up to the Belmont Stakes, is arguably the best non-Breeders' Cup card in American racing history. They've got eight grade one stakes races. That's never happened before other than the Breeders' Cup ever at any American racetrack. So, yeah, the wise guys, you know, love the Belmont Stakes and they respect the tradition and all that. But it's really the undercard races that they're probably the most interested in tomorrow. I like that, Randy. You could blow up the you could blow up the tote board too, uh, guys. Those are the things about those races too, right? Because you you know how it is, Randy. Some of the like the quality that are in those races too, and you're getting good good horses as, at nice prices too. Bigger fields, bigger prices. That's when you can really cash in in the, in those races. Rather, I know the Kentucky Derby they blow it up due to the amount of horses in the race, but I think uh, people, if you're going to get involved in horse racing, watch the races before the big one because it'll get you fired up. And then if you can somehow manage to decipher the unpredictability that is the Belmont Stakes, uh, you can cash a pretty good, pretty good ticket there as well. Because other than American Pharaoh, other than Justify, the Triple Crown winners in 2015 and then last year, uh, almost all of the recent Belmont Stakes winners, okay, with the exception of Union Rags, I think that was 2012, have been horses at 9-1 to one or higher. And some of them just made no sense at all on the paper. So... Belmont is an extremely difficult race to try to figure out, typically, just because the mile-and-a-half distance is such an oddly run distance now 
in America, seldom run distance. It's an anachronism. But if you can figure out which horse is going to handle it the best from a pace and a stamina perspective, then you can cash a pretty good ticket. Uh, you know, Randy, um, we were talking earlier, actually, we were talking a little NASCAR. We, you know, we talk about all sports here. Talking about golf and there's sort of a course history. NASCAR, there's a track history. It's difficult uh, with horses. Uh, but a lot of handicappers believe that what you can take from a ride at Kentucky Derby actually does sort of translate. They'll sort of say, you know, throw in a preakness. But the Kentucky Derby is sort of a precursor. Uh, for the Belmont, obviously longer from a handicapping uh, perspective. Do you uh, do you agree with that sentiment? Well, I tell you what, the the best trend nowadays in the Belmont Stakes by far, and and it's something that's really only developed in the last twenty years or so, have been horses that ran in the Kentucky Derby and preferably ran well in the Kentucky Derby, yep. didn't win, okay, skip the Preakness Stakes, and then come into the Belmont Stakes, nice and fresh. Um, nowadays, Tacitus is the poster child for that this year. But you can go back 20 years if you started in '99, uh, and you can you can count 10 Belmont Stakes winners and 10 second place finishers that followed that exact trend. That's 50 percent. 10 out of the last 20 years, that trend has paid off. And it, you just got to find out which horse. I mean, multiple times, uh, you know, you have five, six horses trying to, trying to make that, uh, trying to make that derby to Belmont stakes transition. But in this case, Tacitus certainly looks like the best horse uh, that fits into that trend. And another one of those horses, Randy and Cam, um, is Todd Pletcher's uh, spinoff, uh, Randy. What are your thoughts on the six horse? I, I do expect spinoff to run a much better race than he ran in the Kentucky Derby. He was running on a sloppy racetrack, uh, which I don't think he handled very well. Uh, he also was in a pace situation, fast opening quarter mile that didn't really play to his strengths. He was caught four wide first turn, five wide second turn. And Pletcher has said that his horses, Spinoff and Interpret Hart, are both training as well as the Belmont Stakes winners that he has had in the past. He's had three Belmont Stakes winners. He had Tapper, Palace Mallets, and the Philly Rags to Riches. He had a couple of horses that were beaten in photo finishes, Commissioner and Destin. And he said these two horses are training just as well as those horses were going into the Belmont Stakes. I like Spinoff a little better than I like Intrepid Heart. I think he's got a little more talent. I think he's got a little more tactical speed. And I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him be part of the trifecta. Hey, Randy, can you tell us about uh, the Japanese-bred Master Fencer? I know, uh, like for me, I'm looking at the race. I like Tacitus, obviously. He's a stone-cold closer. War of Will. These are the favorites in the race, but we know usually, you know, we want to mix it up for the for the exotics. Uh, what do you think about uh, Master Fencer? Uh, some question marks. Not a lot of people know totally about this horse. Well, he had the fastest quarter mile, final quarter mile of any horse in the Kentucky Derby. But some of that, though, was because he was so far back early. Uh, and he was way back early. He was like in a different time zone early. But, but yeah, he finished really, really well. It was eye-catching his final quarter mile, weaving between horses, finishing down on the inside. His gallop out after the wire was very strong. He ran right up to maximum security, about an eighth of a mile past the wire, so he had a good head of steam going. The only issue is uh, with Master Fencer, that type of running style that tends to do pretty well at times in the Kentucky Derby doesn't always translate nearly as well 
to the Belmont Stakes. You can lay way back and win from off the pace in the Belmont. I mean, Creator did it in 2016. Uh, you remember a Fleet Alex that goes back a ways. That goes back to 2005. I mean, they set pretty far back in the pack and made a big run. But they're at a much more of a disadvantage in the Belmont because the pace is slower. When you get a mile and a half race, and you're talking about getting a half mile in like 48 seconds or so. So the front runners don't get nearly as fatigued as they do in races like the Derby and the Preakness. They've got more energy left for the stretch run, and so the comfort behinders can't make up as much ground. That's the big disadvantage that Master Fencer has, that Everfast has, the horse that was second in the Preakness, that Bourbon War has, and, you know, some of the other horses, Sir Winston, some of the other big-time closers have Saturday. Uh, Randy Moss with us. All right, Randy, we'll get you out of here. I was going to ask you actually about Bourbon War. Uh, people are disappointed uh, with the ride uh, at the Preakness. Uh, he gets uh, money Mike Smith uh, on the mount uh, right now. But is it just too much uh, to ask here? Because I'm looking for some value here as well. I mean, he's in the 12 to 1 range. Spinoff is in a 15 to 1 uh, range. If If you're walking up to the window, um, you know, we're going to the Meadowlands. We're going to the window. Who who are we betting on if we're looking some for value? And you talked about uh, you know some of these these horses, the new trend being nine to one and more. Which is the one you'd pull the trigger with? Well, let me mention Bourbon War real quick. And since you brought him up, uh, I think you probably got some hardcore handicappers in your audience. Uh, about Bourbon War, you got to really ask yourself one question, and that question is: Do you think that the rail was fast? Yeah on Preakness yep. Stakes Day. Do you think there was a track bias, in other words, on Preakness Day? And how much of a bias do you think there was? If you do think that the rail became super fast uh, toward the end of the day when they ran the Preakness, then you have a reason to think that Bourbon War is going to run a lot better. because he was Not to mention the, the blinkers, Randy, right? Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but not to mention the blinkers yeah, no. that they're taking off for this race. Yeah, they they. They, they were trying something new with the blinkers. Uh, I, I don't know how much of an impact that had. Um, what I saw was that by the time Bourbon War got to the top of the stretch, he had nothing. He was completely empty. It's not like he made a big run and then backed up in the last, you know, eighth of a mile or whatever. He was, he was dead meat at the quarter pole. That's why I have trouble liking him. I don't think the rail was as fast in the Preakness as a lot of other people do. I know our good friend Eddie Olchek our colleague, a good handicapper himself. Uh, he thinks that the rail was very fast, and that's why he thinks Bourbon War can come back again. He picked him in the Preakness, and he might pick him again in the Belmont. I'm a little more skeptical about how fast the rail was uh, on Preakness Day, so I have trouble supporting him. If you're looking for a big price, to me, out of all the horses in there uh, that should be you know, 15 to 1 or higher, uh, to me, Sir Winston is the most attractive. And I know I just talked about how deep closers are at more of a disadvantage in the Belmont, but he ran a really good race in the Peter Pan to finish second. I think he's one of these horses that if the pace completely falls apart, uh, can and if Tacitus, let's say, doesn't fire his best race or gets in trouble or something, uh, you know, he has the potential to be one of these crazy creator-type Belmont horses uh, that can come from behind and get up at a nice price. And Joel Rosario has won uh, a, a Belmont Stakes race uh, before as well. Randy Moss with us. All right, Randy, in closing, the winner is, I know it's not sexy, but is it War of Will or, or Tacitus? No, the winner's Tacitus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pretty convincing. War of Will. <laughs> the winner. 
Warren of Royal has three or four things working against him. Number one, he's running in all three triple crown races, and that is a big disadvantage unless you're a horse as good as American Pharaoh or Justify, whereas Tacitus set out the Preakness, and he's more rested. The second disadvantage Warren of Will has is that he got an absolutely perfect trip in the Preakness. They didn't want the inside post position. They mourned at the post position draw that they got it. It's what won the race for him. He slipped through along the inside, saved all the ground. That was the difference in winning and losing. Now he's got an outside post in the Belmont. That could cost him a couple of links just in ground loss. And the third major problem that he has, in my opinion, and he's a good horse, right? He's a good horse. I'm not going to be shocked if he wins. But you got to have you got to take a stand against some horses, and you got to have reasons. The third reason is that he tends to get headstrong. He's very aggressive in the early part of his races. He fights his jockey a little bit. At the Derby, at the Preakness, you can do that maybe and get away with it. With a mile and a half of the Belmont Stakes, it becomes a lot more difficult to expend that kind of energy early and still have enough left at the end. Randy Moss, NBC uh, Sports, NFL Network. Uh, Randy, it's a pleasure to have you on the program. We'd love to do it again. We know you're busy. Thanks for taking the time to be with us, sir. All right, guys. Take care. Take care. Uh, Randy Moss uh, with us. Great stuff with Randy. He could have spoken. I like in. Randy. Yeah, he's good, an hour. Man. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gabe, I already bet Tacitus on one of my books. He was, um, I, I think he was plus 275. You're not going to get a better price by race time for that. Like, that's good. He'll probably go off at uh, seven to five, like maybe even even money. So if you like him, I bet him just to win. Another horse that I'm kind of looking at is Tax. I think Tax is uh, very underrated and might have, uh, you know, second or third place on his mind. But Tacitus, I'm with Randy. I wish we can get more, but you're not going to get it. You know, Cam, I like what he was talking about. Ten of the last 20 Belmonts have been won by a horse that ran in a derby and then skipped the Preakness. Yep. Yeah, I I like that. Uh, I knew where he was going with that. You know, we didn't talk about the one horse. You have any love for uh, Jovia? Uh, No, I don't really. No, Uh, I don't actually. No, I don't. I'll tell you, Master Fencer, uh, the Japanese Master Fencer, uh, bad week of training uh, this week. Yeah, I, I was back here like slow, slow yeah. times. That seemed to be having a fun week there. That's the thing. Those that horse has to travel from far distance. Uh, I like what Randy said. And uh, Tacitus fists. When you talk about all the check marks, remember, remember Gabe, uh, he ran in a sloppy track and was going to close at the Kentucky Derby, ended up finished third after the disqualification and was making a huge move when uh, we were watching it uh, there with uh, when I remember Hainzer was there, too. We thought that uh, he was going to come through. Um, but you know what? He skipped the Preakness and and will go to the Belmont. It's a really good recipe, as Randy said. Give me give me Tacitus. I think I'm going to throw Tax in there too, and maybe Sir Winston if we want a little bit of value. I'll, I'll listen to Randy on that one. But Tax War of Will War of like the thing is you, you can't take even these trifectas and stuff. Gabe, we're looking at a two to one, a three to one. It's not going to pay anything. So there's got to be a bomb in there. That's the yeah, thing, but right? I don't mind a couple of exactas, and I tell you, you know where I'm looking here, Cap. The six, the seven, and the eight horses. Spinoff. Javier Castellano. I like a spinoff here in this spot. I think spinoff is going to be in a mix. Todd Pletcher, Javier Castellano. Sir Winston. Uh, Randy talked about uh, Sir Winston. Joel Rosario is a winner uh, here before. Uh, We talked about the Peter Pan. Um, You know, he ran hard here, 21 to 1. I think he's got a shot. in Intrepid Heart, too, with John Velasquez, Cam. Another Todd Pletcher horse. Uh, I think this horse is going to be in the mix as well. Intrepid heart. And, you know, you get some value. So you can play some exactas, you know, 10-7, 10-6, 10-5, et cetera. 
um, or 10-6, 10-7, 10-8. Bourbon War, I'm concerned about. Bourbon War is one of three sons of Pappet in this race. Pretty crazy. Um, and Bourbon War's got, like, maybe the best pedigree here, Cam. Best pedigree horse. And Mike Smith on the mount. But they just can't get anything out of them. And you and I, as know as a race owner, uh, owner before, they they were freaked out. He just didn't run at the Preakness. He didn't want to run. He quit the horse. And it goes There's to another... show, Cam, whether it's you and me in Conflict Diamond or it's freaking Todd Pletcher or it's uh, <laughs> it's it's Wayne Lucas. They're animals, bro. They decide what they want to do on the track. <laughs> yeah. A guy wants to, yeah, that's the thing. Like, you're betting on horses there. And that's the thing about a horse. Does he know he's 40 to 1? No. He's running a damn race. That's why I remember a guy told me that. We're just sitting there in the book. The horse doesn't know he's a 2 to 1. He doesn't know he's yeah. a 60 to 1. He's running yeah. his damn race. It's not a human. He does not understand the tote board. Bourbon, but I will say, Bourbon I will say doesn't this. know that he's Pappet's no. son and he's supposed to win. He he's just a horse. No, he right? doesn't <laughs> know who's banging. Maybe the horse is what lineage and bloodlines. But I can tell you one thing. There's something that caught my eye looking at the trainers. Spinoff is, uh, yeah, you have Todd Pletcher. Watch out. The, the, the Mark Cassie with War of Will and Tyler Gaffleyone, who won the Preakness, yeah, has yeah. that other horse who is Sir Winston. Mark Cassie is a very, very good trainer. And if he has Sir Winston there, I'm looking at him. All right, here we are. We're at a racetrack, literally. Oh, geez. Literally. It's all Toronto over. Raptor win the game. Raptors are going to win the game. Take them on a money line. Half base. They're going to get it done. I like that. It's all pop over nine and a half. Raptors uh, first half as well, which got that. Yeah, I'm going to take the chase. Marcus all over, and I'll take the points and money line with the Raptors too. We the North. Hang up you. Let's get it. Let's get it. Next time we see you, we'll be in Toronto. Catch the live show. Yes.